to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Good to be in the house. Amen. For those of you not directly in the house but joining us online, uh, welcome. We love you. Thank you. We have a very faithful church uh, every week, man, that, that join us. And we're grateful for you, grateful that you've joined us. I want to say thank you. Hey, before I jump into the message, I need to say thank you for Wednesday night. Uh, I don't want to move too, past, too fast past that. We have Fall Festival Wednesday night. And uh, man, thank you, thank you, church, Woo! for all the candy, uh, for the trunks, for decorating them, for the games, for the chili that you made. Woo, a lot of chili, all right? Thank you for that. The only thing that we had more of than chili was Fritos. Lord, hell, we had a lot of Fritos. We still have a lot of Fritos. We took some back, and I think it grew when they left. And so thank you for everything. Thank you, big time. It's beautiful. Tons of people. I don't know how many people came through here. There wasn't much grass showing on the North Field, so we know there's a bunch of people. So thank you, thank you, thank you, church. You're beautiful for all that you did. And I just didn't want to move past that without saying thank you, and I appreciate you so much. So in a series called History, uh, been in it since Labor Day, almost done, but history meaning the same God. What I wanted you to see in this series was that this is not Bible stories, this is Bible history. And history is not meant to be erased, but embraced because the same God with Noah, Abraham, David, Joseph, all them dudes, it's the same God today, same God. He hasn't changed. He can be trusted just like they trusted him. He can be, you can go in faith knowing that the same God's got you. Some of the scripture that we've used, Hebrews 13, 8, I told you it's gonna be part of your life verse before it's all over. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Man, that's gotta be driven home in our lives. It's gotta, you've gotta understand that that's how Noah, Abraham, and David, and Joseph, and all these people we've looked at, that is what they've walked in, okay? That, that they believed, they knew God, who he was. That, that the same God for them is the same God for you today. They had skin, blood, bones. God directed their lives, called them by name, just like he does today. That's the same God. And we've got to understand that Hebrews 13, 8 is just not a warm blanket, feel good in front of a fire kind of verse. It's a life verse that we can, we can live out of because knowing that our God, the same God today, he's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He is the same forever. Malachi 3, 6, another great verse for us. I, the Lord, do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. That needs to be an anchor in our life, that God says, I, the Lord, do not change. Hebrews 11, 1. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Church, we walk by what? 
by, by faith. We don't walk by sight, we walk by faith, all right? You gotta understand that we don't have to see it, okay? When God calls us to step, we don't have any right to say, if you'll make the step visible, I will, I will step. No, if God calls you, you step, and as you're stepping, he out of nothing creates the step because he's God. He doesn't have to fill in all the blanks, all right? He's God. He'll fill them in as we step in faith. We have to understand. Hebrews eleven six. and without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God without faith. Why? Because it all starts with faith. When you put your faith, when you put your trust, when you're born again, when you accept Jesus as your savior, you're stepping out in the faith and receiving Jesus as your savior. You're asking Jesus to come inside you, change you and make you new and make your home heaven. When you do that, you do that in faith, my friend. If you start in faith, you gotta continue to operate in faith. You can't start with faith and then all of a sudden jump ship. If God is worthy of faith in salvation, he's worthy of faith in life. You gotta continue to go with God. We use the chair as an illustration because we look at the definition of faith, it's two words, believing and trusting equals faith. I can believe that's a chair. I can even make you believe it's a chair. But when it really becomes a chair is when my belief is, uh, is it, it takes over by, by trust. And when I trust that's a chair, that's when I sit in that chair. Me believing in this chair does not make that a chair. But when I go over and take my belief and, and put it with trust and sit in a chair, now that's become a chair. You can believe that God is God, but when you trust him and step out by faith and follow him, yeah, that, then it becomes God. Otherwise, it's just yeah, 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 about God. We got enough chatter about God and few people trusting God. We need, to, we need to equal that. We need as many people talking and believing about God as we have trusting God. It's hard to trust God, okay? But, but listen to me. It, a lot of people say they trust him, all right? But it, trusting's not easy. But when you know he's the same God and you know how he's operated and you see a visually in the scripture how God has come through every time that God is good, God is faithful, you can trust that God. Even though you may be weak in your faith, you can be big in your trust. You can trust God. You can trust God. James 2, 22. This is talking about Abraham. You see that his faith and his action were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. His faith was made complete by what? His action. Faith by itself didn't move him, but you, he's moved in faith to do the action that he did. For us, when we believe that God is who he says he is, trust who God says he is, then faith is demonstrated. What's the world looking for? They ain't looking for you to talk about God. They're looking for you to demonstrate faith in God. When that happens, my friend, as Abraham says, it's credited to us as righteousness because we know who God is and we're walking in that. James 2.17 says this in the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. Thank you. Faith 
by itself, if not accompanied by action, according to God, is dead. Meaning you can chatter all day about your God, but if you have no proof that you believe he is worth being trusted and you're not walking in it, he sees it as dead faith. Faith, (laughs) faith requires movement. You can't tell me you got faith if you're not willing to move. Every area of our life, when God calls us by faith, is gonna require what? Us to move. If you're not moving, you don't have faith in God. You can't stay like you are and go with God. God moves and calls in faith, and if you're not moving, you're not moving in faith. No matter what you say, okay? Today, I wanna look at faith in action. We're gonna bring a lady to the table. Some of the ladies have been waiting been talking about all these men. When are we going to get to the women, all right? We got a stud woman today. You want to talk about faith in action? Her name is Esther. Esther was a woman cut by cloth for such a time. I'm going to tell you there's a lot of Esther happening today, my friend. We're going to see this in just a little bit. I'm going to background on Esther. Esther's parents were killed. Isn't it interesting that a lot of these individuals that we've looked at, they didn't start great? <laughs> What's that say? Ain't about how you start, is it? It's about how you finish. And the God that you meet in between and go with him. Because listen to me, what was written about you from the beginning doesn't have to be the playbook you execute all the way through. Amen. God can write what? A new song. And when he does it over you, you gotta sing that song, amen. It's not how you start, how you finish. Esther's parents were killed. Esther was adopted by Mordecai. Mordecai is Esther's cousin. Mordecai raised Esther as his daughter. That's a very important statement. Mordecai raised Esther just like his own. Esther was a Jew by birth. At that time, it was not good to be a Jew. Trust me when I tell you at that time, it was not good to be a Jew, all right? Because of that, Mordecai encouraged Esther to keep her identity very quiet. And she did just that up until what? A certain time, and we're gonna look at it, okay? Right now, for many of us as parents and as grandparents, we think it's a really tough time to be a kid. It's a tough world to grow up in. Sometimes we feel like it's a tough world to be a believer or a Christian. It is not a tough time to be a Christian. It is a great time to be a child of God's. I'm telling you right now, it is, this, is, this is as ripe as you're gonna get right now. I mean, God is absolutely setting this up where the light of the gospel and the light of, that glows inside of you because of Jesus is gonna penetrate darkness like no other time. I'm telling you, this world is black and white. The gray has then come out of the Crayola box, all right? I mean, you know it. And because of that, he is setting up the church corporately and little to make bigger impact than ever before. It is a beautiful time to be a believer right now. It's not easy, 
but he never promised easy, did he? You don't want easy, you just want possible, amen? It's a great time to be a believer. At this moment in time, when we look at Esther's life, this was a tough time to be a Jew. It's a tough time to be a Christian for many of us. We believe that. Don't feel sorry for our fear for your children or grandchildren because the world they grow, they're growing up in is not what it used to be. For many of us, I've heard people say this statement. I feel sorry for kids having to grow up in this world. Don't speak that over them. Don't do that. Don't refuse to not have children because of the crazy world. We all know the world's crazy. We all know it's crazy out there. We know it's a tough time to grow up in this world. But I'm gonna say something to you. It was a tough time when Esther was born too, but she was born for such a time as this. And we're gonna look at that and how it applies in our lives, all right? Don't feel sorry for your kids. Don't fear for your children, okay? Don't do that because of a crazy time that we live in. It was, listen, this is not the same world that I grew up in, okay? When I grew up as a kid, it was a whole lot different world, all right? It was a whole lot, we operate a whole lot different. I came home from school, I threw my backpack or books on my bed, and, and I said bye to my mom. She never said these words, where are you going? My mom never said that. You know what she said? Same thing your parents said. Just be home before dark. That's the only rule I had. I got on my bicycle. I went all over the place. I mean, all over the place, crossing roads. I mean, everywhere, all right? We'd go down in the ditch, crawl in the, in the big old uh, culverts. we go crawfish hunting. we catch crawfish and get them pinchers and hang them on your buddy's earlobe, just leave them there. I mean, it was a great life, all right? The only rule I had was be home before dark, all right? My parents couldn't go, find the phone, find the phone. Where's Jeff? Jeff didn't have no phone. You couldn't find him. I was gone. Today, that's a different world the kids live in. But I'm gonna tell you, it's the same God. It's the same God. I know it's not the same world because kids today throw their books on the bed and they jump on their phone, all right? I jumped on a bike. I don't know if kids can even ride a bike today. If one goes flat, oh, Lord help, gotta get a new bike. No, you gotta fix your flat. You don't go get a new bike, fix the flag. I mean, we don't grow up in that world. And I know it's a different world and it's not the same. And I get that. And I know it's crazy and there's things you have to watch for. But I'm gonna say something to you. The world might change, but our God does not. Can I say that to you as parents and grandparents? Our children are growing up in a different world, but they didn't get a different God to grow up with. He got the same God that Esther had. David had, Joseph had, Abraham had, Noah had. You get my point? It's gotta become more than just a song and a verse that says he's the same God. It's gotta be operated out of that same God. Isaiah 5, verse 20 says this, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Isn't that what we're living in? Right becomes wrong and wrong becomes right. I'm like, what? Y'all are jacked up. Man, y'all left y'all ever live in God's mind. What's wrong with y'all? I mean, it's messed up out there. We know it's messed up, but God's not messed up. All right? God's got this thing. I want you to go in your scripture, 2 Timothy. Go to 2 Timothy. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. 
He says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. <laughs> Amen. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, have no, having no form of godliness and denying the power, have nothing to do with them. Is that not what we're living in? We're living in that. We don't have to be reminded, all right? I don't have to remind you how crazy the world is. But listen to me. It was for Esther. Do you understand? It was not good to be Esther then. It was not good to be a Jew then. Okay, Mordecai knew it. He gave her the advice. He says, listen to me. Do not make your identity known. There'll be a certain time that that, is, that, that will happen, but, but don't go out there doing it. There's certain things that Mordecai taught her. I wanna look at that with you because I think sometimes we understand that it was, it was, it's tough now, but it wasn't tough then. Listen to me, Esther understands, and the book of Esther is such a beautiful picture of the world today in so many ways because it's not good to be a believer today. It's not good, okay, out there to be a believer. It wasn't good for Esther to be a Jew, but I'm gonna tell you something. It turned out to be the greatest thing ever for her to be a Jew. And I'm gonna promise you it's the greatest thing for you to be a believer today because your God has not changed whatsoever. God created them, your children. God created them and called them for the exact moment in time they are in. Can I, can I, can I say it to you again? God has called your children for the exact moment in time that he called them in. You, that right there, all you've got to do is just know that. God's not up there going, oh my gosh, I, I let this kid be born during this time. Oh, bless their heart. That's not what he's worried about. He knows, he knows when they were born. He, he knows that. For such a time as this, for this moment in time, they are called. The same thing is true about you, mom and dad or grandparent. God created you and called you for the exact moment in time that you're in, just like Esther, just like Esther. I want you to go to Esther chapter four. I want you to see it. Esther chapter four. I know some of you are gonna have to look Esther up and see what page number, that's fine. I'm on 440 if it helps you, all right? Don't be embarrassed, okay? <laughs> it happens, all right? But I don't want you to miss it. So if you gotta look it up, look it up. Esther chapter four, I want you to look at verse 12. So setting up this, uh, Esther, uh, <laughs> Esther's a Jew, okay? She has found favor with God and she is, she is in a position where she is given influence or she's made an impact, okay? She's got the king. At this time, she is in a place where, where she can be heard. And Mordecai said, don't say anything, okay, early. There'll be a time and it's becoming that time. And she's losing, she's losing faith in that, okay? So she makes a statement 
okay? And we're gonna pick it up in verse 12. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are the king's house, you are alone, all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent, mm, if you got your Bible, you can please underline that. If you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but such a time has come to for you to come into such a royal position for such a time as this. I want to say something to you. He says, you have come into a royal position for such a time as this. Can you please look at your children and understand that they are in a royal position for such a time as this. We are royalty because we are his kids. We are God's children. God made us, created us, died for us. We are seen as royalty. He has positioned us, okay? We have found favor. We are here for such a time as this. Grandparents, you're raising these kids for such a time as this. Mom and dad, you are chosen for such a time as this. You are sitting in a royal position because he has put you there. Your children were born for such a time as this. Why? They are in a royal position set by God for such a time as this. Qualities and marks about Esther and Mordecai. I want you to, I want you to see some things about these two individuals that stick out that we need to apply in our life. Number one, our children must know who made them. Psalm 139 tells us that God knit them together in their mother's womb, and they're fearfully and wonderfully made. And watch this, all the days, all the days, all the days of the life have been ordained. Listen to me. If we're going to say that to our children and believe that for our children, we must Trust the God who said that over them. I, I, I'm telling you, you have got to understand that your children today are made for such a time as this, and they are ordained for this time. This is not scary to them, okay? They can get scared if you're scared. That makes sense to you? But they don't know to be fearful. They're made for such a time as this. And the same God is here today. Same God. You gotta teach them who they are because there's a whole lot of voices trying to tell them what they are. And yours better be the loudest. Gotta be the loudest. Number two, you gotta help them understand that God's about a relationship with them. What God is pursuing from the beginning is for them to be born again. Right? For God sent his son to die on a cross for them, to have relationship with them. There must be a time in our lives that we profess with our heart and with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we shall be saved. We look at Romans 10, 13. Right? Everyone, watch this, everyone. What does that mean? Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone. This world says they don't like church or they don't like God because God, God's, not, God, God's inclusive, all right? 
God's not wanting to be inclusive of everyone. I'm sorry, my God is more inclusive than they ever think, man. My God's capital. He's the king of inclusive. He said, if everyone, anyone calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. That's our God. He's very inclusive, all right? He wants everyone to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's what he pursues. That's what he's after. Parents, listen to me. There'll be a moment where your kids are not around you. You're not with them. But I'm gonna tell you, the God that never changes, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever will always be with them because he lives inside of them. Number three, you gotta build a strong foundation for your children, a rock. His name is Jesus. Every day you build it, you build it. What? You build that foundation by what? Reminding them who they are, reminding them of who made them, reminding them that they have a relationship with Jesus Christ. My wife did a beautiful job with our children, especially Natalie, every time, every day coming home from school, especially junior high. Junior high for a girl, woo, Lord help. You get through the junior high days with your girls, mm, boy, glory, man, I'm telling you. You can go to Sonic after that, all right? I'm just telling you, it, it's good. Girls can be mean. Let's just say it. They can be mean. In junior high, is the king and the mean, all right? Sometimes they, she'd come home crying, and Melissa would always consistently, every time, say, Natalie, I know what they say about you, but what does the father say about you? Every time, the answer was the same thing. But what does the Bible say? What does the Father say? What does God say? Every day, same thing. What does the Bible say? What does the Father say? Listen to me, parent. You constantly, consistently tell your children that they've got to hear one voice and one opinion, and that's God's opinion. Don't, don't go, well, I don't know why they're mean. Maybe in That's not helping. You want me to call their mom, beat them up? No, mom. I mean, I know what you want to do in the flesh, but don't. Just remind them who they are. Build a strong foundation. What you're doing is you're constantly laying brick and stones, man, that they can stand on every day because there's going to be a day. Not that it gets any easier when you're adult. They'll still say stuff, but you got to come back to who you are, and they'll come back to that foundation. You got to build it for them. Number four, you got to understand, just like Ephesians 2.10 says, that you're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus and that to do good works that he is what? Prepared in advance. See, your children are not only born for such a time as this, they're born for such a time as this to do what God wants them to do. God's got a plan for their life. He wrote it all over them. You've got to continue to echo that. Your, God, your, your children have been pre-planned in advance to do something incredible for God. Incredible for God. Number six, mom and dad, grandparents, we have to use the resources and tools that God has given us. I want you to go back to uh, Esther chapter four. If you look at verses uh, 15 through 17, something's going to jump out at you. Esther says this. Uh, he says to Mordecai, I want you and all the people to pray and fast. And I and my maids will pray and fast. Woo! You got to use the tools God's given you. You've got pray and fasting. You got communion. You got worship. If you don't fight the way God wants you to fight, you're not gonna fight in victory. We don't fight like the world fights. We're not of this world. We're of his kingdom. We fight with his tools and his weapons. 
many, many believers for their children, they're worn out, tired, trying to battle for their kids. Why? Because they're worn out in the flesh because they're fighting in the flesh, fighting the spirit, man, fighting the spirit, fight with the weapons and tools God's give them, all right? We work what? Smarter, not harder. If you're gonna mow the yard that way, <laughs> raise your kids that way, amen? Work smarter, not harder for that. And last, you gotta trust God, mom, dad, grandparents. You gotta trust God. You gotta faith. He's the same God, amen? If he's the same God, he's the same God. Proverbs 22, six says this, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train them up. Train them up. Train them up. Train them up. Deuteronomy 6, 7, and 8. Beautiful stuff in, six, in Deuteronomy 6, verses 7 and 8. All right? What's he saying there? He says, teach them to your children. Impress them. Impress on your children. Write them on the door frames. Every day when you sit, when you walk, talk about them. Why? Because every day you're laying a foundation. You're laying that rock. You're building that child in the way that God wants them to be built. Why? Because you believe he's the same God, that he goes with them, that he has in advance a plan for their life that you don't know nothing about. His is better than your plan. You have to understand about Esther. He calls the people to pray and fast, the fast. And she finally goes before the king. She's the queen. She goes before. And remember, Haman wants to kill all the Jews, right? And he, she goes before the king, and the king says, what is your request? I give you half the kingdom. And Esther says, all I want is for you to set me free and set my people free. And the king grants it. And all this time, Haman thought, <laughs> I don't like Mordecai. He's against me. I'm going to make a 75-foot gallow, and we're going to hang him from it. Well, guess what happened to Haman? The king says, I don't want you to put Mordecai on there. I want you to put Haman on there. Can I say something to you? When you have the faith that you understand that your God is the same God and that you walk with God and that his favor lands on you, okay? That you were made for such a time as this. What Esther did was she continued to be what God created her to be. And God gave her favor. And when she was able, she said, I want you to set me free and set my people free. The king granted that wish. And all that was against her, like Haman, he died a death, okay? A lot of times we pray like we fish as a parent. We chunk our prayers out there to God. And the whole time we're praying, we reel them back in. Can I say something to you? If he's the same God, and he is, you don't take that prayer back. You give that prayer trust in God. You have faith in God that God's got your kids. Parents, don't let your fear steal the greatness God's placed in your children. 
Parents, don't let your fear steal the greatness God has placed in them. If you are a man or woman of fear, it will get on your children. Don't be a mom and dad of fear. Be a mom and dad that trust the same God that Esther trusted. Your children were born for such a time as this, just like Esther. You as moms and dads are in a time where you have been ordained to be called mom and dad for such a time as this. You have to believe that he's the same God. You have to trust that he's the same God. And by believing and trusting, you walk in faith. Because if you walk in fear, it will get on your kids. We are not a people of fear. He didn't give you a spirit of fear, did not. Esther was born for such a time as this. And you, as a mom and dad, and you as children, were born for such a time as this. Once you get to stand, church. As the worship team comes out, some of you may have found yourself right now just really worried about your children, man, just worried about the life and their life and when they're growing up and the things they have to go up against. Can I say something to you? It's the greatest time in the world for them. You've got to believe that. I know it's messed up, jacked up, goofy out there, but our God has not changed. And you've got to instill that in your children, right? And you do that at home. You say, well, I can put it in my kids, but I really need to put it in me. Well, put it in your kids, and when they go to school, then you can cry to God and have him help you, okay? Some of us need to understand that we can trust God. Mordecai knew it, encouraged Esther to do it. And when it was time, Esther stood and said her declaration, and God granted the request. Can we be Esther's today? It's not easy, I know, but he's the same God, same God, same God. Father, we love you. We love you, God. But God, more than anything, we trust you, God. And God, the world is not easy. It's confusing. It's backwards. But God, you're not. And God, I pray that we as the church will have faith in the one God, the same God, the same God that Esther believed in and had faith in, that God, you help us understand, even as grandparents, moms and dads, and for our children, that they were made, we were made for such a time as this. God, we love you. Holy Spirit, drive home what you need to drive home today and let us walk in faith, believing in the same God today. In Christ's name, amen, amen. Let's worship church. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church of Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church of Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, 
discover purpose and make a difference.